0: You're listening to the Modern Web Podcast. For more podcasts, videos, and events, find us online at modern-web.org, or follow us on Twitter at modern.web. That's M-O-D-E-R-N-D-O-T-W-E-B. Hi everyone, and welcome to this episode of Modern Web. I'm so excited about our guest today, John Alsop. So so happy to have you here, welcome.
1: Thank you, I'm glad to be here.
0: First off, um wanted to introduce myself. My name is Tracy. You can follow me on Twitter at LadyLeet. And John, where can we find you on Twitter?
1: So I'm John Allsop. It's two L's and two P's in Allsop. J O H N A L
0: Nice. Awesome. And, you know, you have, uh, you do so many things. <laughs> Speaking well,
1: maybe I did. I don't know. Maybe I did so many <laughs> things. I, I still do them anymore. Um, I I try to keep doing things.
0: Yes well I'm you know one of the big things that I feel like you've been doing for the past years has definitely been conferences.
1: That's right (laughs) yeah yeah it it, look I guess it happened almost by accident but it kind of it dawned I mean it dawned on me that it's an extension of what I've always really at the heart of what I've done around the web really has been kind of education right so I actually was teaching at a college um, in the in the mid nineties. Some of the earliest web related stuff. Um, you know, I've written books and lots of articles and tutorials and, and taught workshops online and in person. And and and, and I guess as you get older, um, you know, we, we I try to think about what's the best impact I can have, right? And and I feel one of the things I can do now. Maybe better than share my ever decrepit knowledge, ever more decrepit knowledge, is to actually enable other voices, other people to, to find an audience and, and, and to share their ideas and, and stories. So that's sort of where conferences come in, I guess. That gives me this enormous privilege to, to put, I mean, I've looked back at hundreds, hundreds, maybe over a thousand people in front of audiences yeah. around the world. Yeah, And uh, yeah, and then that's kind of increasingly, you know, what I have done. And it took me a while to wean myself off the idea that, that I should be the one, you know, at least, you know, I should still be speaking and writing and, and those sorts of things. That, and, and realize, actually, I probably deliver far more value, you know, kind of giving this this platform, this, this voice to new uh, and emerging, as well as established kind of people who have far better ideas to share than I do.
0: That's exciting. I mean, uh, you know, one of the things I love about communities generally is bringing people together. And the thing I love about conferences is exactly what you're talking about, this idea of amplifying voices, finding new voices. I always look forward to conferences to find, you know, the the new shining star of somebody who gave this amazing presentation. And now, you know, that kind of launches their career off. And I feel like with, um, you know, things being online these days and us not having those large gatherings, you, you kind of miss the the new people, right? It's it's harder for people to kind of get entry into, um, you know, having a speaking career, for example. Mm.
1: Well, you know, I'm not actually sure I agree there, Tracy. I, I, look, I, I understand where that comes from. But I think in some respects it, it's so. But I'll give you, I mean, I, I think that then becomes the responsibility of people running all conferences to, mm-hmm. to really take the opportunity. And I think it's a huge opportunity. So I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. We always look, we've always looked for new voices and people who, um, you know, kind of aren't necessarily represented. And you know, I'm in Australia. Australia is a long way from the world, and we've run conferences in Japan and the US, US and Europe. So I kind of un- I relatively understand the challenges and, frankly, the expense of running events mm-hmm. here in Australia. So so even to get someone to speak in Australia costs multiples of what it would to get the same person to speak, you know, somewhere else in the world, even if you're flying them internationally, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got that barrier to new voices. You've got a second barrier, which is often things like visas, right? So, so there are a lot of people in a lot of parts of the world, and you know, increasingly, you know, increasingly, it's a challenge for them to, particularly until at least recently, visit the US. And let's leave aside, obviously, COVID and the impact that's had. But you know, like, they, they, the reality is, for various parts of the world, it is extremely challenging and expensive for someone to come and speak. Uh, you know particularly in the, in the developed country because of frankly kind of racist and and, and and you know colonialist attitudes that that these countries our countries have right so but you know online opens up this huge opportunity for finding voices of people who you know w- would struggle to be able to come to countries like Australia and the US to speak. Uh, and, and, and so what we do there is we, we've identified those folks, sometimes through a call for presentations. Sometimes you know I'm constantly looking at articles and things that people are writing, and think oh, that's a really interesting idea. I wonder if we could turn that into a presentation. Right? So what we'll then do is we'll, we'll go to someone and say, hey, look, we want to send you equipment. We want to set you up. We want to do whatever it takes to get your voice heard. So I think the opportunity really is there. Um, you know, some of the to putting voices in front of others uh, are are kind of being diminished. And and that's something we're working really hard to do. Um, in, yeah. is to sort of leverage that opportunity.
0: Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. I mean, I've definitely thought about it in 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 your terms of you know this provides way more opportunity for people who can't travel right don't have the means to or can't leave work etc etc and now all of a sudden they can speak at these conferences but i don't know what it is like maybe it's the it's the like twitter buzz right like you just don't see that like big boom like you usually do at an hmm. not know conferences all the images all the pictures you know people kind of hanging out and everything like that um so I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of that. I feel like that's kind of toned down a little bit. Um, I
1: think that's that's definitely true. It's very interesting. So so I think a lot of online conferences and we we ourselves kind of had built – Little internal mechanisms for communication. And, and, and for example, yeah, something important, we built a platform for our own conferences because we looked at everything out there and, and just look, you know, I'm not saying they're terrible, but um, I, I don't think they're, you know, like I don't think they're mature. I don't think they embody the opportunity that online events. You know, I think they're very cookie cutter. It's like we have this and we have that, and, you know, we have these virtual booths and we, you know, and we were very much about trying to explore the opportunities and the possibilities. Okay. Um, so I think what's happening to some extent is that these conversations that might, uh, even people in the room are taking photos and putting them on Twitter and Instagram and, and wherever else, they, um, you know, in a traditional conference setting, these conversations sort of take place within these conference platforms and we, which kind of is... Problematic uh, in the sense that they're, they're kind of insular conversations up to a point, but but I think there's you know one thing I, I you know there there are aspects of safety and, and 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 so on that I think actually this brings to bear because you know you you can kind of constrain the conversation um, in terms of you know if if you're abusive. You know, abusive comments and uh, mm-hmm. behaviors that are problematic. That you 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 get a degree of, of 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 you know how best you know editorial control over that. You just mm-hmm. don't when it's just all on Twitter, right? Right. Um. So so I think again, there's this interesting trade. I I certainly notice that you know when when conferences are on around the world, you know traditionally i always like I'll, I'll I'll have the hashtag there and I'll be following the conversation, just you know wanting to see what's happening. And that just almost vanished last year, I think. Yeah. You're 100% right. But I think what has happened, what we noticed like on our platform, really engaged interesting conversations uh, by yeah. people. So I think what happens is so the Twitter conversation just went into these kind of, I guess, silos, which you know has its challenges because, of course, it then excludes people who, who kind of aren't there uh, for whatever reason.
0: Well, tell us about the conferences that you're doing this year and things that we should look out for and where...
1: Yeah. Yeah, so so it's really interesting. So if you let us just think about what a conference traditionally looks like to an extent, uh, and obviously this is a bit generalized, but but okay, so so everything starts with economics, right? So economics shapes what a conference looks like in person. So it's very expensive to to get speakers to an event. Um, you 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 take venues that are generally quite expensive with a lot of risk around them. If you're flying people, you put them in hotels, a whole bunch of of kind of fixed costs, right? By the way, just for anyone playing along at home, conferences are a terrible business. They have high high fixed cost <laughs> and high marginal costs, right? Which are like put choose one, right? Like generally you want either yeah. high fixed and low marginal or low, you know. But conference is terrible. As a consequence, the shape of a com- conference is you sort of need as many people in the same place as you can kind of attract, uh-huh. which generally leads to a number of things, right? They generally lead to kind of broader, but t- to an extent, possibly shallower content, right? That there'll be a bit of this and a bit of this and a bit of that because you're sort of trying to get as many people under the one roof, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that, that that's one thing that's just sort of a reality of in-person events. The, the second is that, you know, it tends to be a, a bias towards better known people. Right. for whatever reason and to be quite honest i don't think it's borne out by reality but for whatever reason there's this sense that if someone's well-known that person is more like you know like is more likely to draw a crowd and mm-hmm. i think this might have been more true years and years ago than it is now but this is probably a conversation for a whole nother day right um so 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 you end up with this shape of a conference and and, and more importantly too because because people are traveling either to, to you know to get there as an audience member or speakers it all takes place over a very compressed period of time, right? So you have these compressed two or three days, long hours. It's, like, exhausting. You know, you get the famous South by Southwest flu. Um, this whole articles on that. You know, like, we, so, and all, you know, and you get, you know, all of these This is what a conference looks like. Right, and you know, it's a lot of that's fun, and a lot of you know, like I'm not saying all things about conferences are bad money meets, but but the the conference we have in person looks like it does in no small part because of the economics of a conference, um, even if people don't explicitly think about it, like people are like other people do conferences like that because other people did conferences like that, right? Like There's a whole set of patterns that now look like a conference, right? So when things go online and and we're off air before we started, I talked about a thing called World Mall. Now World Mall was this enormous project by IBM in the mid 1990s to take shopping online. And it was essentially, let's take a mall and put it online, right? Now this is sort of how we digitize everything. This is how we webify things, right? We just take a thing and we just emulated everything about it online we don't you know why is that because well that's how it works and we're comfortable with that and whatever but what tends to happen is that, so online shopping by the way after about 18 months 100 million dollars the whole thing you know just went away and if you do a search for world mall you i think you can find two articles about it right and they are both announcements of the closure of the project right? so 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 that it is vanished into the either and what shopping online ended up looking like was ebay and it looked like craigslist and it didn't look like shopping in a mall right um and 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 so you know this happens all, all, all the time and this is an older thing than the web like you know when when television started it was called radio with pictures right because essentially we did radio with pictures and this is a well-known phenomenon of of, of the transition of technologies and media and a whole bunch of stuff so let's fast forward to 2020 early 2020 People are going to take their events online because frankly they're committed. They've had people pay, you know, like you know. So what do they do? They basically replicate the in-person event online. It's two days, it's like eight hours. Oh my goodness, no, we can do 24-hour conferences now. And so we sort of so we just do the same, but even more. And what we end up with is kind of instead of sitting back and going, you know, what what can we change? What is what, what can be different? What can be better about a conference when it's online? You know, and 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 so so that's something. So we got caught up in this, and we announced we're going to do exactly what I'm talking about. And then we thought, hang on a second, no, 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 let's let's take a deep breath and think about what a conference can look like when it's online. It's different, hopefully, you know, in some ways better. Right. So, and obviously, not everything's going to be better. Um, but what what we thought about is, well, why do we do the things that we do? What why is it two intense days, six eight hours of content? Well, that's economics. We don't—that's about travel. We don't need to do that, right? So we thought, well, how, how how do we unpack this? And so we decided, well, you know, what if we had like three hours over four days, over four weeks, right? So so you maybe every Friday you can kind of book in a bit of time, you know, toward the end of the week where you can look forward to like just connecting with some people and listening to some really good content. So so we sort of changed the structure in that way. And there's a whole bunch of other things that I think can can come out of this. Um, and to me, you know, and and in recent kind of times, trying to kind of think about what we're doing, um, there's this whole idea of the slow movement. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Um, people are probably most familiar with the idea of slow food, or it comes from Italy, yeah, the yes, cu- very much cu- so. cucina lenta, right? Mm-hmm. Cucina lenta, right? So it's so it's sort of the opposite of fast food. And, and there's a whole movement around it. It was really big in the kind of mid-2000s, and there's still things out there, but it's, it's probably less. It was a real thing. And so we, I thought, well, what we're doing in a way is we're creating a, a slow conference. Um, you know, the whole idea of, of, of the slow moon is you, you do things at the right, Tempo, or the il giusto tempo, the Italians call it, right? And and like it's 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 the right tempo, and and, and it's not about an atavism to return to some imagined par bucolic past or anything. It's really about what is the right tempo for this thing, right? And there's a place for big max in you know, in eating, but there's also a place for three-hour meals with the family, right? There's a whole, you know, and so we sort of thought, well, what does a slow conference look like? And I've written a bit about this, um, and, and, and we took a lot of lessons out of the, uh, out of the, the slow conference movement. Um, and, and also, what, 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 are, what are the opportunities that emerge from doing something online? And so we, we touched on this before, the idea that, well, we can find voices who would otherwise be very difficult to bring to our stage, because of you know the costs lower the, the, the attended you know travel and everything that you kind of mentioned mm-hmm. is reduced right so so is um, it
0: better two yeah. conferences kind of you know 3 hours you know end of day friday type deal like is that how you think tech conferences should Yeah be? so
1: that's how we well I mean I'm not saying what other people should do uh, uh-huh. well, actually if I'm I'm going to prescribe anything what I think <laughs> people should do is think what are we doing because we always did it right and and how do we unpack that and think about you know i i really like the jobs to be done framework you know from clayton christensen and um and the idea is like you should ask yourself what job are we doing for our customers for our audience and and that's something we we thought a lot about in in this regard so 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 sorry i'm going on a bit there's a bit in this um and the other thing i think is very different about what we're trying to do is go deep Mm -hmm. Because it's opportunity when you have a global audience Mm -hmm. and you're not in Australia trying to get enough people in a room to cover your costs where you just can't do deep dives around CSS, right? Like there isn't really, for the most part, there's there's, there's a couple of CSS conferences here and there, but, but, you know, it's a challenging thing to do where, you know, so most conferences around front-end technology will have a bit of CSS and, you know, we, you know, this is an example of where you can say, right, we can just do one all about CSS. So we can go really deep into CSS variables and logical properties, things that, you know, everyone might be interested in and might touch on them in some way, but probably not the sort of thing that you're going to travel halfway around the world to, to necessarily sit in a room with a whole bunch of other people. I don't know, maybe you would. But... But that's the other thing I think this opens up. You can go really deep, and I think you need to go really deep. And I think you need to go original because once a con- once someone's done a presentation, and it's online somewhere. What value am I adding as a conference organizer?
0: Mm-hmm
1: by producing another video of the same presentation i think it's very different when you're in the room and bringing that person to bring that energy in their ideas i think there's definitely a place for i'm not saying everyone should only present the same presentation once Mm -hmm. but when it goes online i think novelty is really important so so these things of novelty and depth Mm -hmm. are really important right so that's where we're going so what we what what our year looks like this year is we've really focused in on on um, front-end design and development, which has really always been for our, our focus for the most part. And rather than having one or two big conferences trying to pull all of design or all of front-end development into them, we kind of split them out into focused events. So we got one around front-end performance called Lazy Load. We always try to find oh, yeah. a front name, right? Mm-hmm. So that's on in May. We got one in April around CSS. It's called Hover,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which I Hover is the single most important piece of the CSS technology stack. And (laughs) if it hadn't been around, CSS would never have taken off, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, We're doing then a global scope. So global scope, again, a bit of a funny name, hopefully, fun name, um, is all about JavaScript. But it's about JavaScript as a language. Because JavaScript hasn't really had a conference about the language. There's a lot of conferences, which were about JavaScript and a whole bunch of other stuff. But if you look at C++ or Go, all these other kind of languages, they have a conference about the language. And that's mm-hmm. what Global Scope aims to do. So nice. really, again, a really deep focus on that. And then, so our traditional developer conference was called Code, and we were running it for seven or eight, eight nine years. And th- that was typically your big umbrella, which we brought everyone in under and there was a bit of CSS and performance and security and JavaScript and whatever. But we've broken those out. So code now really becomes kind of progressive web apps and the web platform, particularly BrowseGrate, nice. which is something we focus a lot on, right? So that's our sort of suite. So and then we have a kind of product design, product management conference, which we've run for quite a long time. And some, it's adjacent for a slightly different audience, right? Uh-huh. But, but So they, they're spread out across the year. Um, they take place on a Friday. You know, they're a couple of weeks or four weeks. You know, so the idea is that, that you know, there, there's always something and you can either kind of attend them right then and there and there's conversations taking place in the chat and so on or it's all available, uh, you know, later, very, you know, not long after, on a platform we've built called Confab. And the item behind Confab is for our conferences, plus a whole bunch of other conferences. We have got things like Performance Now, and you know, a whole bunch of other conferences, either on or coming on board, where you can go and find. You know, it's kind of a bit like a Netflix for conference videos, right? Right. So, so you can you can go later and and find them there, and and nice. with you know comments and annotations and, and a bunch of stuff like that. So, again, rather than this FOMO, oh, my God, unless I get to Berlin in this time and go to this conference, I'm going to miss out, there's the opportunity either, like, based on, and again, like, we actually do these conferences over multiple time zones Mm because we actually pre-record everything. And I think that's something we didn't really touch on. I think when we're online, we need really engaging content. Uh, I, I, and, and as a consequence, uh, you know, like I think we're kind of competing with Netflix for people's attention.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: we need to bring to bear, I think, really good production values. So that's something we work on by, you know, getting great equipment to our speakers, by coaching them to help them get it all set up and, and look right, and then we edit it really well. So so all all of that comes together. Uh, I, I, so, so then now, because we've got it pre-recorded, you know, we don't have to have speakers waking up at 3 a.m. Just, you know, we, we, we can kind of make yeah, it all work. Nice. Especially we reach your, people when it's value yeah. in it. Like the production
0: yeah. value, I feel like, is amazing. And I love the fact that you mail your speakers um, equipment as well because that's really going to up- Well,
1: it's not really yeah. fair to expect them to, on top of everything else, to go and get that equipment. <laughs> and, look, a lot of speakers have already got some of it. And so if they've got a nice camera, we'll get them some lights and a mic or whatever happens uh-huh, to happen uh-huh. to be. But, um. Yeah, so um, I know that's a bit of a brain dump on, on what we've been doing. Um, but look, and, and to be honest, it's gone incredibly well. So we started, we had a kind of loyal base of people for, for the last 5, 10, 15 plus years been coming to our events and and they came last year, which was amazing. They came mm-hmm. online and we had as many, if not more, people come to our online events that we did in person. Mm-hmm. And But really now we feel like we've worked out how to do this. We want to kind of take it a bit further, right? We want to take it. Um, to uh, to the world a bit more, um, mm-hmm. so I'm really excited about that. That's a lot of our focus this year is is things like time zones. That now we focused much on the Asia Pacific time zone last year because that's where we are. This year we're going to have th- the same conference every Friday when it's on. We'll be on three times nice. throughout the day, but again, when I expect our speakers, you know, it's it, it, three times, but we're, you know, it's essentially we're live streaming a pre-recorded. So the
0: engagement you know, can happen. Depending on what exactly. country you're in, yeah, yeah, that's
1: wherever you that are, that Twilio yeah, that's did. Right.
0: Twilio did that for their uh Sigma conference last year, yes, and they it did very
1: well, yeah, I, I think so. I think, I think what, what's interesting, I think a lot of people experimenting and exploring, and, and I think there's a real openness of people talking about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, we've I've been writing articles about what we're doing because I like to get my ideas and push them, you know, like and yeah, get people's thoughts about them, so um, you know, I think it's a really interesting. Time. I, look, and I think, I think this sort of thing was coming. It's not to say all conferences were going to go virtual, but I think a lot of what we're seeing with this and with a lot of other things as an acceleration. Mm-hmm. I mean, you only have to look at Disney. I mean, complete transformation of their business, right? Um, not and and the interesting second order effects. So they kind of pushed hard into streaming, but then their big announcements about the next few years of programming are less and less about blockbuster movies and more and more about series. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, that, that comes back to what's the economics of production and what makes sense when you're producing things in that way. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think this has been coming. Uh, I think a lot of things have been coming and just we've seen an acceleration on it. So, um, you know, I, I, it's been challenging without a doubt, but it's certainly been interesting. And um, and it's been interesting to be able to kind of learn some of those lessons from the, like even like that world more lesson Kind of stuck with me. Like, I think they're being able to say, oh, what's happened in the past that we can learn lessons from about what we're going to do into the future.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah so, one of one of the few advantages of getting older, right, is <laughs> you so have some memory of things that happened in the past.
0: Where can we find all these conferences? Is that web yes. for all of us?
1: So Webdirections.org. Web Webdirections.org. Um, and they're all at the top there if you do events and they're all listed there. Uh, and, and people can go to an individual event or they can go to all the events. So we have this idea of a kind of membership where you basically attend to all the events plus get access to all the, the content. And and you can even – so so you can get the live events, but if that doesn't really work for you or in terms of your budget, um, the, the platform we've built, uh, that those events, the content appears, you know, a couple of months later there. So there's always the opportunity to sort of get access to that, even if you aren't in the right – Place or it doesn't make sense for you to to kind of go to the live events if you want access to you know those events and like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other presentations um, they're all there so that's at confab f a b dot com and that's kind of where we're probably focused more and more into the future we'll, we'll put our focus on confab both the live and the and the and the kind of past content as well
0: nice well as all of you out there are thinking about the conference that you guys are going to, I wanted to bring up our sponsor, which is Dexsecure. So uh, Dexsecure, if you all don't know, is a company that helps developers optimize images. Also JavaScript, HTML, fonts, videos, everything on your website automatically. So one thing that's really great is that you just don't need to just constantly chase new compression techniques because Dexsecure will just do all the work for you and you can focus on what you love doing. And, you know, it's pretty easy to integrate too. It takes about 10 minutes or so, kind of depending on what you have. Uh, And if you visit dexacare.com slash modernwebpodcast, you can check out a free trial. So
1: that's awesome and it that does, does sound cool. awesome I, all those things you oh my god do you want to spend your life <laughs> as you say chasing compression technique i mean look we're running a whole conference on web performance right
0: yeah um
1: and, and it's not to say this necessarily everything is going to be done magically for you but a lot of it can be so um you know that those sort of services i think are fantastic you know um we're only seeing more of them and uh i'm going to check that one out i didn't know about them but i will definitely check them out sounds great <laughs>
0: I think that's the thing I love about technology. And that's the thing I love about conferences, too. You find all the new technology, like all the all the new players out in the world. Yep. And it's definitely harder to, um, you know, it's, it's harder to connect. I mean, it's so funny because I, you know, I got this straw, which I thought I would never use, right, as conference swag. And it's IBM. Mm-hmm. And so literally now I use the straw all the time and I just see IBM
1: every single day. Every time you put, yeah, that's it. Yes, um, it's very They true. gave away some socks at our conference, one of our conferences recently. People loved it. They went crazy for these IBM socks. Yeah. I, I think that the point you make about conference and discovery is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think that we talked about that jobs to be done concept. And, yeah. and we you know we thought it uh, didn't start in 2020, but, but it really accelerated this. We thought, well, what is the job we do as a conference, right? Like, obviously, yeah. there's a connection piece. But when it comes to the content, I think the key is discovery, right? You try what we try to do with our content is, is to say to people, this is something we think you should pay attention to. And mm-hmm. either you kind of know about it, but we're going to kind of take you a bit further down the path, or you've heard about it a bit, but you're really not sure, or you've never even heard. And the number of, this, this thing people say, and I love it, they say, I can't wait to get to work on Monday and put this into practice, right? So yeah. the whole discovery thing, I think you've hit the nail on the head that that's really what really good conferences do. They, and it also helps you discover people, I guess, other people, can, whether they're, the speaker and oh I'm going to follow them or oh I met this person I you know like it it, that's what that's really about it's very different to courses and workshops and tutorials which are great but conferences do a different job for people and we really try to focus on that discovery piece
0: yeah meeting people creating those new relationships building those new ideas you know innovation I feel like sparks a lot from different conferences so well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, again, you can follow John on Twitter at John Alsop. You make it so easy for everyone to find you.
1: <laughs> I just, uh, you know, back in the day when used to create their own kind of little handles, you know, uh-huh. beep. And I never did that. And, like, and, and, and like I guess in, in hindsight it worked out pretty well because, you know, Ordinary people kind of use names, right?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Regular (laughs) folks use names. Like, I'm not (laughs) this and anyone else. Like, I'm totally a nerd. But um, (laughs) as the web became more and more kind of intersecting with the you know the rest of the world, um, you know, it worked out all right. So I'm John. Also, pretty much everywhere. I'm two L's, two P's. Um, Yeah, you want to find me somewhere? Go look for that
0: nice and you can follow me on twitter at lady elite uh we have tons more modern web podcasts so definitely check them out they're released almost every single week and uh, we hope to see you next time on modern web podcast thanks for joining us This podcast is sponsored by This Dot Labs, a framework agnostic consultancy that specializes in JavaScript. You can find them at this.co slash labs. That's T H I S D O T dot co slash labs.